You always, I was excited. Like, a third of the time, you apologize for that. I don't. Why? Why do you have to apologize? It's your intro. I, 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 I cut you off. I know. Um, that that's fine. That Getting was cut off is, is more than fine. Okay. Then. Hi. <laughs> cut me off, please. Do I have to? I like how it just became a thing. I did it to get out of having to try to do a voice. So I just. That's what I got to do. Um, yeah, I like it. I think... Oh, thanks. I think the people like it. Just in case it was another random show that they popped on, it's like, oh. No, no, this is this is the Rat Ears. They have that, that one shtick and nothing else. Yep. Brian in the house with the first comment. Hopefully not the only... No, I'm kidding. You two, we gotta get in that goddamn fucking algorithm. Fuck that. So, how was your week? We're uh, officially in September. Oh yeah. Oh this. Oh yeah. One. This squeezer. Dun 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 dun. Uh oh, is this the last of them? I mean, it should. It will be. I'm down to my last case, and this. Oh, thought, that's so. I wanted to make it to September, and I made it till September. Do you remember? That last summer rail of September. <laughs> Pour one out into my mouth for the homies. Ah, the whole shtick of the three beer mug ends after tonight. This is the last. That's how some. That's how you know summer's over. Not Labor Day on Monday. The end of summer ale. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that that's not. That that case isn't gonna last you until the uh... next show. No, no, no. I was gonna say end of the show, but it will last till the end of the show. I only drink three during the show because we don't take a break. Ah, and you seem to be able to train that tiny little bladder of yours. Uh, no, I just uh, yeah. I have a dehumidifier down here. <laughs> you just pee in the sub pump. Yeah. Speaking like, of. Damn it! That is a great idea. Yeah, it's all going. It's all yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all disgusting anyway. Speaking of, is your sub pump working? Sub pump working overtime? Uh, no, not really. I'm. It's Ours, all good down here. I mean, we didn't get any rain, water in our basement, but it rained a lot. Uh, I guess every now and then the the fire egress. Uh, thingy drains into it and it's got to pump it out. But I, I just went out back. It's it's a, a nice light drizzle now. Um, and it's actually rather cool. It's quite pleasant, actually. Like yeah. If we didn't have a show and everything out back wasn't soaked, I, I'd go sit out on the deck and enjoy a nice uh, nice evening uh, out nice there. I, I wanted to nest. see if I'm guaranteeing my pool's not going to make it. Uh, that My little inflatable doodad. Yeah. It's not going to make it. Yeah. It's right at the cusp. And I know as soon as water starts to pour over top of it, it pushes it down. The whole thing is going to collapse. It had a good run. And I'll have, 
Yeah, 2,500 gallons of water dumping into my backyard on top of what we already got. Bright side, I don't have to drain it. <laughs> there you go. You're always seeing that silver lining, Squeezer. Yes. Uh, this is in what's known in Pennsylvania as false fall. Uh, second summer's coming. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is just as miserable as the rest of it. Yeah, but actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind one day, you know, in the in the upper seventies, low eighties, not humid and shitty. I think that's what we have in our future. Tomorrow is seventy-two and sunny. Friday, seventy and sunny. Saturday. It it took us. It took us all summer to get to summer. It took us all summer to get to spring. (laughs) Oh, spring! Yeah, yeah. Spring didn't happen. No, you go right from second winter to. Summer. Yeah, we had like two feet of snow on the ground, and then it was like eighty nine and humid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday, that's two old guys talking about the talking weather. weather. Seventy five on Saturday, seventy five and raining on Sunday. Then it's back to seventy nine, seventy seven, seventy seven. It's it warms up again. We'll have our, we'll get our second second summer. We always do. A squeezer slow sips his drink. Uh, my coffee. Coffee. Ugh. Yeah. What monster? Want a cup of coffee. I don't drink coffee, so I don't understand its oh. benefits. Uh, it's nice and warm. Gives me that, that upper right before I hit the downers. And then go back to the uppers and just put your body in the shock. I, I don't want to be on that, that other direction. guy that... Sorry? I said I already started in the early direction. Uh, we kind of left the office early today. I'm never... I'm like Usually I'm coming in the office at the hour I left at. <laughs> um... Yeah, I left like a, co- a couple minutes after five. Ah, maybe like closer to five thirty. It was it was around five thirty. I left, mm-hmm. and um, I was in meetings all day. You know how much I love that. I knew as soon as I saw the polo, I'm like, oh boy, and the slicked hair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. God. I didn't even I didn't even say anything. I'm like, oh, he's got a meeting. I'll let him go. I, it's not a low cut V neck. Yeah. I had uh, with the with the the puppies hanging out. Ah, look at the puppies. That's why I like them. I had to use my old uh, bullshit charm because we came into the ah. meeting and they were hot. They were hot, and they were disagreeing. And by the end of it, they were agreeing and willing to do anything we could. He started giving us the moon again. Walker's <laughs> well, like, "How do you do that?" I'm like, "I guess it's the of <laughs> that I I bring into a situation." Um, you're you're a disarming fellow. I guess so. It's uh, this I we we managed to trick all you listeners into thinking we're likable, or they hate well, us. I think they hate me generally, so maybe I don't have a charm. No, it's some people just like to suffer. Speaking of, I should see if we have any comments. I haven't checked yet. Also, Ooh. I know I promised our Halloween episode rundown, but I, I did, just didn't get to it yet. I have some ideas. Meticulating. Particulating? Is it meticulating? Materializing. Well, that's a different phrase. Oh. I don't know what you're going for, then. I should learn better than to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> About oh, English? We do have a new I, comment. I, I, Five, what, ooh, we got a new ooh, ooh, a new comment on uh, Apple Podcast Squeezer, and I don't oh, think boy. they're completely ravishing me, like not ravishing, um, uh, shitting on me, ravaging, ravage, ra- 
This You're is... ravishing. I am. <laughs> That's right. Listen up, pukoids. <laughs> Eyes on me, ladies. Record. Uh, the, this is from the real Chad B. He writes, love it, and gives us five stars, Squeezer. That's out of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm glad you stressed that after all this time, that we're getting all these five stars out of, like, 37 or something. <laughs> Our average is 4.6 out of five, so we're doing all right. Huh. Uh, he, or they write, I, I love it. Love this podcast. I look forward to Thursday morning to listen it, to it on my route. Can't wait to hear about the time Ryan's dad met the lunch lady and the bus driver. <laughs> Keep up the good. Oh, so they just used work. Okay. Chad B. of Moorhead, Minnesota. Oh, go Vikings. Skull, my friend. Uh, he probably doesn't like the Vikings. He probably likes a real football team. No one likes the Vikings. Just me. Well. Just you. I mean, I root for the Vikings. Do I like them? I don't know. Um. Yeah, you know what? That occurs to me. So it's a 4.6 because there's a couple of the really bad ones, like the ones. Yeah, right? like like the person who wrote on my birthday, July 9th, yeah. <laughs> that I've it's become unsufferable. Yeah, um, well, that's such a good word for it. That's, right. <laughs> um, that's I but think, it, our the point of it, it is, I'm to not to- tooting uh, our, our horns here. It's, it's clear that, that if you listen to this show, it means, I don't, I don't know why, but... It means you enjoy listening to it, and you're like, oh, this is great. I'm giving them five. There are some podcasts where I'm like, oh, you know what? I like that. I get some decent information. I'll give it like a three. It's not the greatest, but, you know, three stars. No one's going to give this show three stars and still continue to listen to it. Like, uh, we don't have we don't have that. Well, we had that one somewhere in that we don't have that somewhere in the middle. We had that one listener we finally came to reckon with who would keep deleting their post and putting up a new one, mainly shitting on me, not liking me, and um, yeah, I insulted them and I was wrong, uh, and I took it back. I think if not, I'll take it back now. <laughs> I only am here to insult myself and Squeezer. Yes. Not any, not any of you listening. And and our loved ones and parents that yeah, dedicate well, yeah, their lives to raising right. us. Yeah. I don't know if it's an ins- I insult my dad as much as I pay homage to him. Well, when you pay homage to him, he kind of comes off as uh, goofus. Oh, well, I'm not a doofus. So what, what are you paying to me? I, I didn't know you owed me money. Now I'm paying you homage. Uh, I don't want any of that foreign crap you get over in Europe. <laughs> you know they drink their <laughs> true story. You know they drink their beer warm there. Your dad, I was there last year. All the beer I drank was cold. Yeah, but I hear they drink it warm. <laughs> dad, I've been there to Munich last year. Last summer I was there. The beer was cold. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I heard though from someone that they drink it warm. I don't know about that, Dad, but I know I've been there and it was cold. Well, that's what I hear. <laughs> This is a true conversation. <laughs> Do you know how many warm beers I drank? Like, in yeah, the your, woods, your dad preferred like, it that way, box. right? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think he preferred it, but it's it, he <laughs> couldn't so, figure out a way to have a refrigerator means, running in the back of the back of the Bronco. So nah, now you can. A rubbermaid container on he'd, the side of the road is easier. He'd be fine now. Yeah. Didn't he just go to his ice guy? Didn't he have an ice guy? 
Ah, oh, yeah, then it's going to melt, and then you got to... No, it's... This is a long-term thing. I mean, it's... Oh, it just lives not back just, there? Not just throw, it's not just throw a couple in for the road, and when you get there, you have a beer. No, this is... This is keep them stock, stocked up, and... Uh, got to pull over. It's been 10 minutes. Would he drink them while he drove? Or just... No. Drink it? No. Go, um, out, go out back, pretend you're looking at a taillight, crush one quick, and then hop back in and on your way. I like that. I'm not suggesting you do it, and as a child, it's kind of terrifying. But I'm surprised you didn't keep like a little tiny Rubbermaid bin of like root beer or birch beer. I'm sorry, sorry, Squeezer, a birch beer for you. Um, thank you. So thank you could, you. so you could have went back there and crushed one with him. Yeah, what the hell? I think you no, could. No, he clearly, he clearly was hiding it poorly, yeah. mind you. But yeah, but I mean, get you involved. I think you could crush a birch beer as fast as you could crush a bush light. Ooh, I, I I don't know. The thing is, birch beer has much more flavor than a bush light. And sometimes you just want to savor that. <laughs> I guess no one's trying to savor bush light. No, no. But it's like hillbilly fucking chic right now. Uh, they I call know. it bush latte. Yeah, I heard that. I, I drank, I, I used to, not well, no, we never drank that. My uh, grandfather was man light. enough to drink bush heavy. He drank it. I mean, if we're at a party, I drank what was available, but there wasn't even Bush. There was usually Key or Natty. Yeah, Bush was too expensive for a party when I drink. Like you go, there's a point where like you can't afford anything, so you drink the cheap shit. And by the time you can afford Bush, you're gonna pay a little more to get something that tastes good. Yeah, because you're full on alcoholic and you enjoy it. (laughs) You're full on monster, and you enjoy it. Your dad, uh, though, no, I'm talking about, sorry, my grandfather drank Bush Heavy out of a dainty little porcelain glass, and he salted it. (laughs) (laughs) Natural bohemian from my people. I am uh, Czech, so they say, on my mother's side. uh, Czechoslovakian squeezer. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it's a rough combination. My bloodline is Irish, German... Czechoslovakian. Yeah, you were screwed from the start. Each one a bigger drunken nation than the last. The biggest being the Czechs. No one drinks more beer per capita than, and uh, even though my dad might tell you they serve their beer warm in Czechoslovakia, <laughs> we've, been, we've been to the Czech Republic. <laughs> well, because they don't have they don't have refrigeration there yet. Yeah, yeah, the, the, it's the basically electricity. Uh, uh, part of the um, uh, Russia. You mean the uh, uh, USSR? No, no. Uh, a part of the, the uh, Russia. I'm like, you mean part of the Soviet Union? No, no. Right, it was part of Russia. It was, I think, uh, at, at one point, a town in Russia. Regardless, uh, <laughs> I've been to Prague. I'm not trying to brag. It's really cheap to go to Prague if you're looking for a, if you're looking for a cheap European country that's beautiful to visit. I suggest Prague. Uh, and the beer is cold. And plentiful and cheap, and it's Pilsner Ocal for two two dollars fifty cents American. But you pay it's they don't even use zero there. It's uh, I forget what it is. It's two dollars fifty cents American for a big old. You you just barter a goat, or yeah, it's you, it's it's Russian rubles because it's part of Russia. Oh yeah, that's still communist over there, Ryan. They're gonna make you work for your beer. <laughs> Well, I mean, we work for our beer here. Yeah, true. 
just for money first, and then you buy the beer. Nope, they don't pay you. You just go to work and uh, they'll get your beer. And a third warm. I've heard from people. <laughs> I mean, if, if I can just cut out the middleman and you just give me beer at the end of the day. And... You have children, Squeezer. Think of the yeah. children. They'll, they'll get by. So anyway. Um, they have a mother. To put up with me being home so early, Enchantress suggested we watch a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm a handful. Yeah. We watched this movie called Stillwater, which she suggested. Bef- we watched The Green Knight a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I, you shitting on it in front of other people is, uh, I, I find, more enjoyable now than anything. Because it's like they get their hopes up, and you're like, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I'll, I guess a lot of people are excited to see it. If I'm sorry, but it's fucking awful. And critics liked it, too, but. They're just, they don't like it. They're just, they just think they have to like it. It's one of those movies. It's not good. <laughs> I guess maybe multiple viewings and uh, if you're into torture, you might see some redeeming qualities in it. But there, I saw no redemption in this movie and hated it the entire time. Stillwater, however was possibly a masterpiece and quite frankly might have been the best performance of Matt Damon's entire life. And I was not even even better than that movie where he's a conjoined twin. <laughs> the Farley brother I was trying I was trying to think of just the most god awful thing you've jo- ever in. Joined at the hit it was a Farley brother picture where he was Yeah. That ha- that has to be his worst movie. Aside from Jan Saul Bobstrick, which I love. Hmm. Matt Damon. Um, he's a handsome devil. He's really good in this yeah. movie. Oh, I'm looking up Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting Squeezer, you might know him from. Yeah. Let's see, I'm looking for the biggest piece of garbage I can... I'll tell you. I told you what it is. The movie where he's conjoined, stuck on you. That's what it's called. <laughs> he plays the singer of Scotty Doesn't Know in Eurotrip, but I like that movie. Matt Damon, Greg Kinnear, where they're conjoined twins. Brothers stick together. Wow, what the hell? Are... This was after The Born Identity. Like He, he had a lot of good... The good movies. He Rainmaker is one of my favorite movies ever. Rudy Baylor. I fucking love that movie. No? Never? Not Rainmaker? Not a fan of Rainmaker? Um, which one's Rainmaker? Where he's the lawyer. Danny DeVito is the paralegal that helps him. Oh, yeah. Rudy Baylor. Uh, John Voight is the lawyer he's going against. Goodwill Hunting, another good movie. Saving Private Ryan. Rounders. Rounders is a good movie. Dog- oh, I loved Rounders. Dogma is a great movie. He's creepy as fucking talented Mr. Ripley. I never saw Legend of Bagger Vance. I'm sure it sucks. Uh, Finding Forrester I liked. Uh, you're the man now, Jog. I never saw All the Pretty Horses. J- what? Are you kidding me? What? What's All the Pretty Horses? I don't know. I never saw it either. <laughs> Some passions can never be tamed. Ugh. 
Two Texas cowboys head to Mexico in search of work, but soon okay. find themselves in trouble with the law after one of them falls yeah. in love with the wealthy rancher's daughter. Oh. Like, no. that sounded awesome up until that last line. No, thank you. Uh, Jan Sompop struck back. He was great. Ocean's Eleven, he's great. Um, Jerry, what's Jerry? Oh, that was that Gus Van Sant weird movie with Casey Affleck. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, the Born Identity. Stu- then he did Stuck on uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which I didn't really like. I saw it, but George Clooney directed it. It was about uh, Chuck Barris, played by Sam Rockwell. You know the guy I from like the Sam Rockwell, the guy from the Gong Show, who said he was like an FBI hitman or CIA hitman or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he did. Then he decided to do Stuck on You. Then uh, Born Supremacy, Ocean's Twelve. Was that was that a favor, or you just wanted to kind of fuck around? Uh, I don't. It probably was a studio picture that paid him a nice amount of money. I mean, I don't know. That has to be his worst movie. I, but someone might like it. Then he. It has a sixty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, there you go. That's not bad. Um, The Brothers Grimm. That might be his worst movie. It's with Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's it shitted on all over? Yeah, I'm pretty sure people... Because like, it tried to be... Whereas whereas Stuck on Me or Stuck on You or whatever the hell it was, like you know what you're getting into. Sure, so the like, brothers right, grim. It's going to be hot yeah. garbage. But this is one of those... Uh... Oh, he was in Syriana. That movie was really good. Uh, of course, The Departed, which is one of We the... should be saving this for the Matt Damon show, but yeah, you know, we'll go back. Yeah. The Departed, which is one of the best movies ever created. Probably one mm-hmm. of the top three favorite movies. Uh, Wait, no, that, that can't be The Right Departed, because that says 2006. And that's like 15 years ago. I know, and I saw it at the theater. My friend Frank. It can't, it can't be that long ago. My friend Frank, he's Puerto Rican, and in the movie they're driving by and he's like if he was any smart and he wouldn't be Puerto Rican I just started laughing and he's like shut the fuck up <laughs> um, he was in uh, a Born Ultimatum Motion 13 a bunch of a bunch of uh, he was in the Entourage movie or Entourage TV show uh, Invictus I never saw it but people like it that was the soccer movie with Morgan Freeman playing, um, what's his name? Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, yes. He was great in 30 Rock as Carol. Oh, that's right. Yes. I love to miss Carol. True Grit, Green Zone, Hereafter, Contagion, never seen any of these. Adjustment Bureau, have you seen any of these? Uh... Margaret, we bought a zoo, promised land. I never saw behind the candelabra. That was the Liberace movie. No, I wanted to, but it it just. Yeah. Uh, again, I never seen Asylum, the Neil Blomkamp movie, uh, the Zero Theorem, uh, the Monuments Men, 
which I heard was crap. That might be his worst rated movie. Oh, he was in Interstellar, too. Uh, the Martian played Mark Watney, but should have been played. We know who should have been played it. I, I talked about this. Did you see the movie The Martian, Squeezer? Yeah. Of course you didn't read the book, but when I read the book, there was someone I was picturing the entire time playing Mark There's Watney. someone you picture when you're in the shower alone by yourself. <laughs> what are you insinuating? That you have an unhealthy f- infatuation with... Uh... Ant-Man. That's right. Paul Rudd is would have been the perfect Mark Watney. This is how we pivot into now the Paul Rudd show. <laughs> oh, God. Don't make me <laughs> start it. Oh, God damn. Um, just fantastic he is. Uh, then he did a few. He was uh, in Thor Ragnarok as actor Loki. He was uh, in Deadpool 2 as Redneck 2. I, I didn't see that Ford versus Ferrari movie. Did you see that? No. But yeah, then he did this Stillwater movie, and uh, fuck, man. It's Tom McCarthy where, directed it. Where is it? Stillwater? Or do I got to pay for it? You got to pay for it. Pay 20 bucks to rent it. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. I got a plenty of old wrestling I can watch for free. This was the end too. Was just so fucking good. It was, it was loosely inspired by the Amanda Knox case, that American student in Italy convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you could tell that it's that that's in its DNA. Gotcha. But fuck, man, it's good. It's really good, and I was really impressed by. Uh, Matt Damon's performance, I highly suggested. Green Knight. Uh, okay, sorry, Joe. We've been we've been talking Matt Damon. He's, he goes, please do. Some well, it's events. the Matt Damon show. Yeah. <clears throat> God damn, pal. What are you Matt What are you Damon doing here, uh, Matt Damon? You're gonna gonna act in um, Deadpool, huh? That's not your That's not your strong suit, pal. You gotta You gotta show the the acting prowess. I need you in a movie. Will you play some fucking hillbilly? Ah, oh, you're such a fucking hillbilly. And you're gonna go to fucking France and not know shit. Ah, oh, it'll be beautiful. Goddamn, pal. What are you doing? What are you doing doing these Deadpool movies? That's not where you belong, pal. Uh, I got my Dusty Rhodes figure. In the, in the mail today, and I was annoying Enchantress Ooh. with it. It came in the rain, and she's like, the box is out. I go, oh, my God, take it out. And she sent me a picture, and it was the box is fine, and it came in, but it was a little bent from Amazon. And I was immediately like, how in the world could they do that to the th- most second, second most recognizable athlete in the world? And she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then I got home, and I'm showing her. I'm like, it's got her eagle claw around his head, his top head. Eagle claw. And she's like, what? It was Eagle Claw on his top hat. She's like, please stop talking to me in this weird voice. I don't know who he is. I was like, baby, he's Dusty Rose. He's wearing the polka dots, wearing the Eagle Claw. American Dream. Baby Dream's here. I'm just pissing off. Uh, any any good <laughs> comments we got this week? I'm fully prepared for the bad comments. Save this. 
Oh, God. Squeezer and I watched the Matt Damon oh, picture together. <laughs> Hi, Squeezer. How are you? How is everybody? I missed you all last week. I was there, I miss, but I felt like I was Bertha. underutilized. I mean, uh, don't don't say that word. You really could come and and come to me more, and I could tell more stories about Squeezer. We watched. The, he acted like he didn't know the Rainmaker, but we watched it together on that rollout TV that you put in the classroom, and we just ate a whole tray of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches together, and drank about fourteen cartons of chocolate milk. I mean, how else are you gonna wash peanut butter and jelly sandwiches down without chocolate milk, right, Squeezer? I always get full fat for him, too. No 2%. <laughs> oh, come on. It's where the flavor is. I mean, it's true, but <laughs> if you're going to drink milk, you know. That's what I always say to him. Squeezer, I don't mind the fat because that's where the flavor is. If you know what I mean. All right, well, I just wanted to say hello and remind you that you did see The Rainmaker. You watched it with me, and we ate that whole tray of peanut butter and jelly. Well, you ate that whole tray of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But I just enjoy you eating my food. It's so happy. It makes me so happy and cheerful. All right, Smokums, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, first time you got to hear Squeezer's Lunch Lady live. Ah uh, yeah, she 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 told me that she wanted to talk about Matt Damon on this show. That's why yeah, I brought her. Yeah, she's she, oh she, yeah, that's she's a peach. She used to bring me uh, extra creamers for my milk. How, so I could <laughs> a little creamer to my. How many are in a tray of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Well, <laughs> if it are the crust cut off. Is that how you like them? I I mean uh, back then mm. yeah I would have probably. So crust cut off. How dare you? How dare you insinuate I would not cut the crust off every single sandwich on that tray of 25? It was a big tray. Two loaves of bread. That's all it took. (laughs) Oh, that was so good. And then, you know, I'd take the ones he would would finish and deep fry them for a snack to take home on the bus. Deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, I'm glad I missed that. So delectable. Mm. All right, I gotta go. I've got cooking for. I'm gonna drop some things off later, Smokums. Bye. Oh, bye. Be safe out there. I know it is raining. And she might not see well in the rain. She is old. I don't know what you two did back then, Squeezer, but it's kind of a Harold and Maude situation. <laughs> I would say it's like a May-June situation, but it's more like a December-January. <laughs> like a year apart, though. Oh, I get you. I see what you're... Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, the heart uh, wants what it wants, Squeezer. Hey, hey, she... You wanted peanut butter and kept, jelly sandwiches? She kept me happy. And yeah. she just wanted some companionship, clearly. Yeah. Your friend right said, mom, we... what was your friend's quote? I love how she raped you. <laughs> uh, m- molested me. Molested, yeah. He, yeah. Found, he, he finds pleasure in that. I, wouldn't... I mean, he was there. Yeah, I wouldn't say that that's what that was. <laughs> no, I mean, clearly, if that were the case. And that, that is not something to joke about. No, no. And my, that's... my eating disorder is. <laughs> um... Childhood eating disorder. I like I like how oh you you you, you don't 
You've outgrown. You it. don't eat enough. You have an eating disorder. But if you, <laughs> but somehow I'm just a fat fuck, and I don't have a disorder. <laughs> you beat anorexia, kid. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I have a drinking problem. <laughs> Or should we laugh at all our our problems? I I mean I'm pretty sure that's how we survive, right? Our Just, it helps to deny it, joke about it. Yeah, right. Oh, god, god. What are we gonna do? Accept it and then talk about it like we're gonna resolve it? No. You just laugh it off and then dig yourself a deeper and deeper hole, hoping you come out the other side. Twelve steps. Yeah, I take twelve steps down to the fridge to get another beer. Hey. No. Oh, sorry. I was just pouring one out. Not for my homies, but, you know, for me. Into the mug. All right. Uh, we are talking all night. Joe, maybe. Uh, we are talking all uh, 1994 in the month of September, and it is still September 1st. Oh, fuck you, Adobe Flash. No, I don't need you. You never did. No. It doesn't stop. So, since it's September 1st, this is the first of our many 1994 shows. Um, Squeezer, I was doing some... Yeah. I was looking in my book that creeps you out so much. Yeah. Book. Your, your book with, like, Venn diagrams in it and shit? <laughs> the book where I, I discuss my age. Oh, yes. So, in 1994... Um, when in, in January of '94, I was still at Catholic school at St. Francis, and I was in sixth grade. And for me, that seems young, but I guess I was. That was like the beginning of me being a little dickhead because I, I would then in um, the fall of 1994 get kicked out of Catholic school. <laughs> ah, so it was a turning point for you. It was a big turning point. It was a, it was a big turning year for me because starting in 1995 uh after uh, after christmas break in 94 it would i would be done with saint francis and in 1995 that that christmas i would get a vac man and and use the vacuum to put a giant black and blue perfect circle on my cheek for the next day of my <laughs> new school and i just said i got punched <laughs> Lisa Warbach asked me what happened to my face on the bus. I was like, I got punched. And they hit you in a perfect circle? Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. I mean, if I came into work now with a perfect circle on my cheek in a black and blue, you'd be like, what, did you find a vacuum? Are you making out with a vacuum? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you'd been like, what, did you buy a vac man and break the vesicles in your face? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. You know, and and I'm 39, but back when you're you're oh, sorry. back when you are 12 years old, you had this lie. Say that's not the case, and I, I I can't believe I was such a little dickhead at 12. But you know, you're stuck in those years between. Uh, that's when it begins. Yeah, like, I mean, uh. Yeah, I think it begins earlier for some kids, but for me, it was right around, was right around there. Because my uh, my third grade teacher was the one who complained to my mom that I was imitating her, and on the on the recess yard and mocking her. Because I used to like mm -hmm. like my big thing was to figure out how to do impressions of my teachers, 
and then I would do them poorly probably, well, obviously. But I, I had like a probably a higher pitch voice back then, so it sounded closer. Lisa Warbar. I, I don't know much about her. She went to Troxel with me, and then we are acquaintances through high school, and I really have not talked to her since we graduated. I know she... No, she hasn't talked to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm the antisocial one, Squeezer. Not that she wanted to talk to me, and I... Yes. And I denied her. But mm-hmm. I have not been looking to talk to anybody. I graduated. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was yeah, one no, of. I have. Uh, she was an early yeah, friend. Two, when... three, three, four people maybe from high school that I talk to and see, and the occasional yearly, bi-yearly basis. Um. Sorry, Briscoe's texting me complaining about our football schedule. I'm about to bitch slap him over text. Oh, poor baby. Working with the rad years. Uh, he's a he's he's a sweet boy. He did our, our internet show with us that one day. We'll show you guys. One day. We were. I was watching it the other night. Uh, it's funny. Some of them were half decent. Yeah. Some of them were funny. Uh, poorly acted, but funny. Very poorly. Anyway, Joe Lisa was a friend. The way uh, we the way you acted to slur your words was impressive. Yeah, it wasn't at all. True, a uh, uh, drunken alcoholism. There's dominoes. Dominoes, yes. Dominoes. I, I would, I would. Uh, craft services was how I got you to work. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Lisa Rohrbach, not Warbaugh. Uh, Lisa was one of my first friends, um, because she was on my bus. I and I didn't know really anybody at um. Uh, At uh, at Parkland Squeezer when I went there, Troxel. Mm-hmm. So she was an early friend, and I don't know if she was a friend or cooler, uh, like a cooler girl at the time who was just making fun of me for having a bowl cut and a big black and blue mark on my cheek. Um, but I never cared about being popular, so I I didn't really give a shit. Like I I didn't like when you come from Catholic school, you it's like it's like you escaped like a fascist regi- regime. <laughs> And yeah, if the people in America treat you like shit, but you're free. You're just happy to drive a cab. And yeah, exactly. I was just yeah. Talk people, loudly on the Bluetooth. Right. People were complaining about um about like Parkland and everything, and I'm like, our books are from this year, <laughs> not from 1975. <laughs> Sorry, he just goes top two teams in the area, bro. I go, it's week two. <laughs> Um. Anyway, anywho's, anywho's. If if that's for anyone who watches Paging Mister Morrow on YouTube, um. Yes, that's that's all I have to say about Lisa. Uh, she was in Cancun with us for our senior trip. Uh, oh, I, I thought you were about to say like recently. I'm like, oh, this is getting creepy. No, no, no. And I knew she was there, but I did not. We didn't run with the same crowd. I, I was hanging out with Tommy, who you know back mm-hmm. then, and just yep. and and I wasn't really drinking. I was and or or contrary to appropriate belief. Um, I'm gonna kill him. Q 
killing work co-workers with the rad years. Man, we got so many jingles we got to put together. He goes, RCN will be there. I'm working for them come winter. Every playback, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll have Squeezer kill you. Yep. I mean, delegating. Yeah. That's what we do. I'll teach you. Um, so, yeah, there, that's all I have about Lisa Warbaugh. <laughs> You meet these people and you think maybe I'll be friends with them for the rest of my life, and then you know, you yeah. never, you never, um, you never see them again. Squeezer, name a random '94 classmate with no explanation. I gave an explanation, Joe. Uh. <laughs> I talked about her. She, she was the first one to ask me about the black and blue mark from my Batman on my cheek. My God, my, my God. We're really stre- We're pulling the taffy on these shows, Squeezer. Another. 40 some minute preamble. Uh, tang- this is truly a tangenting. Uh, I mean, at least the Matt Damon was structured where we were reading a list. That was nice. <laughs> um, and uh, random, uh, my friend uh, Mike, who uh, sells insurance now, and he called me up out of the blue like two or three years ago. This And then so. Uh, we're like your friends in like fifth grade where you're, you're kind of friends with everyone kind of sort of like your friends but like no one's really mean yet it's not as clicky yet uh and then you know we, we, uh, associates in high school like he's like hey what's up and then like we hung out after high school and then didn't for the longest time and i get like a call out but like oh hey he wants to hang out it's like Hey, uh, went by insurance? I'm like, fuck you. And you thought my story was bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to make you look good. <laughs> All right, should we talk about? I'm, I'm really coming at Briscoe hard here. <laughs> tell me, tell, we have a. I know we're doing uh, a show here. God damn it! Goddamn show. He did a funny one. He goes, "Me and Eric Warner are starting a podcast." I go, what's it going to be called? Jerking each other off by talking about films? <laughs> films. We, our conversation degraded. We already covered me. that. Um, we, did a whole, we dedicated an entire show to Matt Damon. You know, there are shows right. that We're would in. dedicate, like a podcast that would be like, hey, <laughs> today's the Matt Damon episode. And it's like 30 minutes talking about Matt Damon and his background and his history. We just random, randomly rattled on for non I watched a Matt Damon movie. 40 minutes. And I, I'm, I'm a businessman fighting with a, a subordinate. <laughs> over. He's a, he's a friend, kids. It's not real. Yeah. Because actually, yes, that's the exact title. So make sure you look up jerking each other off while you're talking about films and rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Are we sure it's not already taken? It could be. Could be. I'm surprised I didn't try and start that view. It's kind of we we would like jerk each other off and talk about action figures though. Kind of without really Yeah, it's that might be one of those little red flag things, yeah. you know, cuz people, you know, it's like people looking for a family show and like, "Oh, jerking off with that." Nah, nah, nah. Oh, rad years. Here, kids. Come, <clears throat> listen about Daddy's past mm-hmm. and sea bomb. Uh, <laughs> I have dropped a few of those. Anyway, about the principal that kicked me out of Catholic school. 
Yeah. All right. Now, now you're you're fucking <laughs> opening old wound squeezer. What are you doing? Oh, that, I'm just, I'm just pouring salt in it. Yeah. It's wide shall, open. Shall we talk about television in 1994? I mean, we can do that. What was Matt Damon doing in TV? I don't think he did anything in '94. He didn't. He did Geronimo in '93, and then The Good Old Boys in '95. '93, and then The Good Old Boys in '90. Good Old Boys in '95. He missed '94. He has no credits. What was he doing then? Like carpenter, waiter, some shit like that. I was working in Boston, being a carpenter with Matt with Ben Affleck. They're always carpenters. You're a carpenter. Nah, yeah, a little. <laughs> Here's your first pick. Would you want to grow up here? I have to. I'm Alex Mack. I was just another average kid until my first day of junior high. One minute I'm walking home, the next there's a crash and I'm drenched in some weird chemical. And since then, nothing's been the same. Do we have to keep going with this exposition? No, I mean, literally, yeah, they get the whole... You really don't even need to watch the show when you're done with the open. Shout out to the best Jurassic Park artist in the entire planet, Ted Brothers. It's not two brothers with the last name Ted. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Ted Brothers. Follow him on Instagram if you enjoy seeing him take Jurassic Park toys and turning them in two fucking museum quality pieces of art. I just wanted to see. Yeah. You said what up on the... And, I, and also, woo woo and what's up to my uh, rattalos and rattalettes. I'm trying to steal the juggalo squeezer. Remember, that's a thing. Woo woo! Nice. I like how she... Uh... <laughs> uh, we should get him on one day. Um... <laughs> I like how I like how she starts it off with oh by the way uh yeah in uh October 8th of 1994 we got the the launch of a secret world of Alex Mack. I didn't realize there's like 80 78 episodes of this yeah. show. I had no idea it ran for 4 seasons. I only watched like the first two and then by then I was kind I kind of tuned out and uh the story kind of meandered in different places. But at the start, it was like it was good uh, coming of age. Like, oh, it was uh, you just wanted to be your friend. Like it was, it wasn't like a crush, crush kind of thing. Oh yes, it was. Like, like, and when she was oh, in, oh, you, you had a crush on <coughs> ten things I hate about you. <coughs> oh well, that was later. Yeah, well, it came full circle. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, that's yeah. Alex Mack, and she's naughty. <laughs> yeah. That movie is great. It doesn't. I don't know if it doesn't get enough love, but I love that movie. Ten things I hate about you. I'm just. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Continue. Uh, but in Alex Mack, I, I always saw her more as like I want to be her friend. Like I wanted to hang out with her and Ray while she, we did things with her powers. <laughs> I didn't really watch Alex Mack. Lisa did. My sister. I think that's might might be why I watched so much of it at the, at the time because my sister was big into it too but i liked it because she turned into a puddle and 
What year did Alex Mack start? Ninety four. Okay. What like? But it was it. It it was it launched as part of uh, a snick block. It let off the. It. it yeah, I knew it, it was started, part of. It, I knew it was part of snick. Like yeah, any good snick, sh- and then it stayed in that uh, leadoff spot uh, for all four seasons. Any good show? What snick started in what ninety one? Uh, 90 or 91 pulled up right here yeah 92 92 yeah snick any yeah. good show on nickelodeon that was introduced from like 92 to 90 like eight was uh or even later than that probably was start like started on snick snick was uh the uh, snick was like picked up where tg tgif left off yeah that first year was uh pretty sick though you get Clarissa Explains It All, Roundhouse, and Adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh, Pete and Pete came out, in the, was in it in the, like the second year of it, like 93, 94-ish. Like they split it. Ren and Stimpy and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah, but don't talk about it anymore. Pretty damn good. What's that? About oh, any more did I shows. Bl- blow your spot? Not yet. Okay. Oh, no. We're in 93. I won't go any further. Yeah, I don't go any further. That would have been bad. <clears throat> that would have been embarrassing. Um, very um but i like how she leads she starts off like her whole exposition is would you like to live here uh here is southern california sure hey joe is valencia nice (laughs) oh valencia it's like do you want to live here in the burb like like please yes Uh oh nice and warm and dry um covered in uh GC one sixty one weight loss solution. They never pointed out why that stuff was so toxic, but yeah. apparently that was the whole plan. That it was some some top secret weight loss drug that she gets covered in. Oh, uh, at least it was a little tongue in cheek. What's because the CGI sure as hell was. What's Alex? Yeah, that CGI was. He, what's Alex Mack doing nowadays? <clears throat> she keeps busy. She's been busy like almost like every year or so. She either has a movie or doing some theater or TV spot. Like, nothing, like, <clears throat> huge. But uh, I think she just, you know, seems to be uh, doing well. A couple of recurring roles. She was in a couple episodes of Mad Men. Uh, I want to say Third Rock from the Sun, but that was 20 years ago. Um but yeah, just popping up here and there doing stuff. Well, she was uh, in Mad Men. Yeah, that's right. She was in that uh, I've never seen. I read. I can't believe this is the one thing I read the book, but I never saw the movie because no one saw the movie. Uh, she was in the second part of uh, the Atlas Shrugged films. Ugh. Yeah, did you see any of those? I, why would I watch those? I don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, she was in, in one of those. Those are inherently. Oh, man, she just turned 40 this past year, too, man. Not that that's old, Enchantress. No, (laughs) because we are, too, like, we're there, too. It's it's weird now. Now there's, like, there was always, like, you know, like, Melissa Joan Hart was a little older than us. You're like, oh, yeah, because she was older on TV, but now there's, like, when they play kids on TV and they're your age or they played kids on TV and they're younger than you and they're like, oh, wow, they're that old. Yeah. It's... 
Oh yeah, she was Cynthia uh, Cosgrove in Mad Men. Yeah. Um. She also played herself in an episode of uh, Robot Chicken. Oh yeah, he gets she, vo- he... she voiced herself in a uh, Carrie parody of he... uh, Secret World of Alex Mack. He gets everybody, Seth Green, to do everything. Yeah. Um, she's still working. Jessica Alba, the healing's power. Got a... Healing powers of the dude. Hmm. <clears throat> Go on. I'm sorry. Uh, Jessica Alba got her start in uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she was only in for like three episodes in in the first season, uh, and because she was doing that and uh, Camp Nowhere uh, at the time, and then uh, would go on to she did a couple other things. She had that little little Dark Angel show that was kind of popular for a bit, and then you know Sin City. Made, yeah, made a, made a couple movies then. After that, so she's doing well. Uh, everyone else kind of Fantastic Four stuck around. Uh, oh yeah, she was in Fantastic. Just a few. Two of them. Um, no, I meant just movies in general. She wasn't in many. Like she kind of fell off the face of the planet, Jessica Alba. Think so? She's still keeping busy. Every she's putting something out there. Is she? I don't remember last yeah. time I've seen her in something. Uh, she was I'm not saying I've seen them, but she's making stuff. Movies. Her last movie that I saw, I guess she she was in the Entourage movie in 2015. In Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. She played Nancy Callahan again. Which Dame to Kill for wasn't as good as Sin City, the original. Fantastic uh, Four, Into the Blue. Who's that? Good luck, Chuck. Knocked up. Ah. Um. Everyone else kind of was. I don't want to say once and done, but it, this was kind of like their biggest thing. Uh, that they were in. A lot of uh, you know, character actor. Uh, Bit parts, extra work, and stuff like that for everyone else. I always liked the bat, the guy who played the bad guy, um, played a uh, uh, Vincent by John Marzilli. Uh, I was trying to find more what he did, and he did a couple spots here, like he was on like a Law and Order or something like that. But I always liked him because to me, he was like he was like a poor man's, and I said, with all due respect, um, half man, fuck, half man. amazing, Vince Carter. What? Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Vince uh, Carter. No, not Vince Carter. What are you talking about? Uh, Ed Harris. He's like a poor man's Ed Harris. Oh. Yeah. So, if I had to do like a Ed Harris movie, I'd get him to play him. Or uh, just get Ed Harris. Okay, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like there were episodes where like she would use her powers and try to survive from the uh, chemical company coming after her, or she would use them for her own personal gains in a selfish manner because she's a teenage girl and she's like she comes off as so Jessica Alba's the pretty girl, but because she's the pretty girl, she's inherently mean, but. Alex Mack uses her powers to subvert 
all of Jessica Alba's hard work of being hot and popular in school. Her uh, powers are so, quite weird. It's telekinesis. The yeah, it's kind of all over the place. The ability to generate electricity from her hands and the ability mm-hmm. to liquefy and travel from place to place in the form of a puddle of water. Yes. She goes like full T-1000. Yeah, I remember that. That was the only thing I remember from it. But why the electricity from her hands? Is she like the emperor? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yes, that's pretty much what I she does. I feel the hate yeah, that, going that, through that's you. That's the whole shtick of the, uh, the robot chicken. Oh, she's the like, empire? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no, no. She, oh, she's Carrie. And, she's Carrie, but yeah. She's Carrie. But, it's, but she's, she's like, oh, I, I turn colors when I get upset and I turn into a puddle. Oh, yeah, and I can shoot electricity from my hands. I should have started with that. And then she kills everyone. Did anyone else have powers on the show? Uh, no, no. She was the only one that, at least in the, like the first couple of seasons, I don't think they added. So they didn't. But... They didn't take the Marvel method and mirror her her no, powers. They should. They 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 should have. They could have had more more chemical spills because some doofus like hit a bump and. Um, or someone finds out that's what gave her, so they try to give them to themselves. So yeah, they, oh, they, and they, they have similar powers, but they're more deranged. Yeah, like the the villain gets yeah. it. Now it's a, a battle of. If this was on like uh, uh, the CW, I I would see them doing that. Yeah, it's like when the bad guy got the mask and the mask, and he was like evil mask. Talk like this. Ah. All right. Yeah, um, it, it was more of a uh, just a coming of age show. Hmm. With superpowers. All right. Uh, shall I go on to my first pick? Good say. Go right ahead. From my first pick, I, I'm going in order of appearance. This is from January 26, Wednesday night in 1994. We're building a special Wednesday with Home Improvement at 8, 7 Central, the premiere of The Critic, and an all-new Home Improvement. First, Home Improvement at a special time. Then, from the people who brought you The Simpsons, The Critic. I'll be reviewing Home Alone. Five. We left Kevin home alone, and he's only 23! And an all-new home improvement. Lucky that I brought an extra set of clothes. What do we call these, one-size-fits-al? Home Improvement, the premiere of The Critic and an all-new home improvement. Wednesday, starting at 8, 7 Central. All that classic humor there, Squeezer. Uh, I kind of wish Jake's name was Al, because that's a really good joke. <laughs> one-size-fits-al. Uh... I am talking about uh, The Critic, a show I've talked about before, created by the team, Al Jean and Mike Rice, who are showrunners for The Simpsons. It it shares a lot of DNA with The Simpsons. It it, it started on ABC, and it finished its run on Fox. Uh, It started in ABC in 94, specifically January 26, 1994, and I remember staying up that night to watch it. I was so excited. I was al- I was wa- allowed to watch The Simpsons by then. So I was like, oh, I'm watching this show. And I still, to this day, adore this show. They're on YouTube. They're so funny. And um, it, it's really, I, I to this day, it boggles my mind how this show did not take off, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. 23 episodes over two seasons. 13 on ABC from January to July. Of 1994 and 10 on Fox from March of 95 to May of 95. And it got 8.6 rating, which today people would slit your throat for. 
to get. Like you'd kill your mother to get an eight point six rating. But back then, I mean, I, I I don't think Big Bang Theory is like the biggest show. No, oh. it was like the biggest show, and they're not even getting like twos. Yeah. So I can't say if you're right or wrong on that, but hold on. Big Bang Theory ratings. Neil Nielsen. Um. It's the biggest show in the world. It averages a 9.1. Oh, the critic? No. Big Bang Theory. Critic. Okay. Well, got... I was talking like replays on like a Sunday afternoon. Right. Critic Critic got an 8.6 and was canceled. Big Bang Theory is the biggest show on television and its highest rated show was a 9.1. Average. Well, the, no, the biggest was 12.2. It average was 9.1. So, yeah, okay. there you go. That proves it. 8.6 would be huge. <laughs> but some of my favorite episodes, um, the first one, would they did like a, a, a uh, basic instinct uh, review of, of Valerie's He Gives a Shit movie review for a gorgeous movie star. And there's like a uh, erotic thriller going to kill Jay thing. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. I'm going through the episode trying to like pick up. Oh, when he runs the New York City Marathon, which Enchantress is training to do this November. Uh, and it's hysterical. It would be how me I ran the New York City Marathon. Um, LAJ is a good one. Billy Crystal plays the studio exec Gary Grossman. And he goes there to uh, write a movie for the Ghostbusters franchise. They call it Ghost Chasers. Yes. Second sequel. That's a good one. Um, oh, A Pig Boy and His Dog. The first season finale, El- his mom writes a children's book called The Fat Little Pig featuring a character <laughs> called Jay. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. The second season actually is my favorite. Um, has the best episodes. Siskel, Ebert, Jay, and Alice. When Siskel and Ebert, played by Siskel, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert, break up, they fight for Jay to become their new partner. Um, Lady Hawk, uh, Jeremy's, uh, who's uh, Jeremy Hawk, the Australian who's always befriending Jay, you know, the, the Australian, he's on Yesterday Night Live. Uh, Jay uh, falls in love with his twin sister. Um, but Alice also is in love with him. Really funny, fucking hysterical one. Uh, from Chunk to Hunk, when his son Marty goes to weight loss camp and loses weight and becomes really ripped. Mm-hmm. And um, John Paul, the Pope, keeps starting to kill him. And then, like, Jay gets really scared. And at the end, like, right when he's about to kill him, he's like, I told you I'm a good actor. <laughs> like, like, like that, like, really effeminate. And he's like, you got me. Um, when Duke runs for president, that's another good one. And Jay's a speechwriter. Uh, let's see. The oh, and the last my favorite, my last two favorite ones. Frankie and Ellie get lost when their planes crash on an island, and um, it's written by Judd Apatow, by the way. 
nothing. Was that second season? Uh, so I was. Yeah, these are all second season. And then Ducarella was another great episode when Alice's sister Miranda moves to New York City and meets Duke and falls in love with him. Uh, great, great episode. There's so many. Oh God, this is such a great show. You can watch again. Most, I think all, most if not all of them are on YouTube. Uh, it's how I, uh, I, I, I spent my Wednesdays, and then they moved it all over the place. So I can't tell you what day it was on when it finally stopped airing in 1994 and 1995. But it's a must-watch show. It stinks. Acting. <laughs> Uh, great show, classic. So many fun jokes in it. The gags between Duke and Jay, and it's just classic stuff. Squeezer, your second pick. I'm sorry. Ah. She made me. Look, you can't deny the, the influence that this show had and the, uh, the, the beacon of 90s excess that listen, it is. Listen, I'll, I'll give Friends this one show. Without Friends, we never would have got the episode of Seinfeld with Kenya, Kenny Banya eat it, like being the, the, the shark that eats all of Jerry's laughs. That whole episode where Kramer gets like suntans with butter. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, well, the whole premise of that is Kenny Banya keeps going on after Jerry, and Jerry's warming up the crowd, and Kenya, Kenny Banya with his stupid shtick comedy is getting all these laughs because Jerry's warming them up, and it was totally because Friends was only popular because it came on after Seinfeld. I remember watching the fucking episode of Seinfeld. The first season episode of season six, a chaperone, where George convinces Buck Showalter to replace the polyester uniforms with cotton, and Jerry's dating uh, Karen, who's competing in Miss America, but Kramer's the chaperone, or, uh, chaperone, and Jerry pours the water, the bucket of water out over, and kills the birds. Remember? Okay, I guess. Right? Yeah, rem- remember. Very few people could could quote the entire plots and be A, B, and C plot you're, you're lines. Like, you're like Chris Farley when you would do his interview show. Remember that time you performed on the Today Show? That was great. <laughs> but even Jason at work is very uh, impressed how I could recall the A, B, and C plot line of Seinfeld to a T. Yeah, it is. It isn't necessarily borderline autistic. It's just, it's yeah. It da- is. Danny Tartable and Buck Showalter are both in the show as themselves. It's, <laughs> Jesus, it's great. great I don't know episode. how. Yeah. Um, but you you can't deny that the show had a lasting impact because it's okay. It, it's it's still relevant. Like they had their the the big uh, reunion show because. They like uh, everyone loves nostalgia. Sure. And yeah, and they live vicariously through these uh, fake people in their massive apartment, 
Right, that would have cost um, like $13 million in New York City. Yeah. Um, but it was all Monica's, because she had it from her catering business or, or something. I don't know. At least um, Jerry was like a successful comedian who was on The Tonight Show. Yeah, and even that apartment is fucking insane. Yeah, but it's 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 insane, but it's not like Friends level insane. Yeah, like Friends, the problem, the, the, it's like oh, this is clearly a set. Like Jerry's apartment that he lives in by himself in New York is just, it's it's like about twice the size, but it's slightly bigger than the apartment I shared with two other guys in New York City. Like it's 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 looks like a New York City apartment. A big one, yeah. But it's a New York City apartment, and he models sure. after a New York City apartment. Like that's supposed to be Larry David's New York City apartment. Mm-hmm. I also kind of picked it because I knew it would make you angry. <laughs> oh, I hated Friends. I, I just, I like you think a show about a guy and his monkey would really catch on with me, but I just, I so I stayed up. <laughs> like, give me fucking Caroline in the city. Like, I just. So I would watch Seinfeld every night, and then every like week it felt like there was a new show after Seinfeld. Like I preferred fucking news radio. I didn't want all these other fucking tertiary shows. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, shows they took news radio from you and that came on after Seinfeld. Let's see if they. It's a good Google. Uh, let's see if we can find this out. I mean, it had its list of guest stars. I mean, I would say the biggest... The, Tom Selleck is a hunk. And he had a decent run in it. Um, <clears throat> So, when I started watching Seinfeld, he, it came on after Cheers. And Wings, it took the place of Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Wings moved over to earlier which got me to watch like I, I liked Wings I watched Wings all the time and then yeah. it was Mad About You Wings Seinfeld and Frasier I never watched Frasier I turned it off and then it was Mad About You uh, Hope and Gloria Seinfeld then Friends uh, well no Friends actually I'm sorry I'm wrong Friends premiered before Seinfeld first and the ratings weren't good and then they moved it after Seinfeld it looks like and, it, and then in 95, 96, Friends let off. Then the single guy, that was with Jonathan Silverman. I watched that. I love that one. Um, Seinfeld and Caroline in the City. See? I remember all the shows that came aside from uh, Friends. is seriously the only stupid NBC show I didn't watch. Um, well, I mean, you say it's stupid, but it's on pretty much every list of the greatest sitcoms of all time. Yeah, people love it. I just hated it. I Yeah. I but, mean, I look. I don't. I don't hate it. I watched Suddenly Susan Squeezer. Jesus, why? the Brooke Shields show. I don't. It was on. <laughs> Look, it got the occasional laugh. It, there was nothing. I didn't see anything groundbreaking about it. Even I watched um, Veronica's Closet Squeezer. Just be glad. So, are you aware the darkness that could have potentially enveloped our world and the whole that could exist if things played out the way they did in 1994 though with friends i don't what do you mean there is a there was a young up-and-coming actor who had a couple little side projects going 
who was offered the part of Chandler, but okay. he turned it down, and Matthew Perry took it. Okay. This guy would then go on to write and star, co-star in Swingers. John Favreau, right? Yes. Yes. Now imagine. We would have never got the Marvel Universe. He never makes Elf. Then he never makes Iron Man. We never have a Marvel Universe. You're forgetting Maid. We never get the Mandalorian. He directed Maid after Swingers. Which is a great movie, and I quote it all the time. Hey, I'd let you ride in my limo, but I'm a tall drink of water. I like to stretch my shit out. <laughs> We're going to the Soho Grand. You, you ever hear that one? All right, I'll see you. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. But yeah, imagine... Oh, everyone would know John Favreau's name because he, was, he is a fantastic, funny Chandler. And we never get the MCU. It wouldn't happen. It, I mean, it might have in a different way. It might, if if it hadn't been for him, if it hadn't been for setting, you know, that keystone with Iron Man, we might just have the equivalent of a DC universe mm. all over the goddamn place. I was listening to uh, Mark Bernardin's friendly review. Part of his, um... hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Squeeze your talk. Gesundheit. <laughs> Ryan's sneezing now. It's a physical reaction to something tickling your nose. I thought I'd be back by now. One more. But yeah, that would, what else we got? Oh, I'll just list things. Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Oh, that's right. Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, that could have derailed everything. Um, anyway, I'm back. Oh, hi. Uh, Mark Bernardin had a stretch goal for his Kickstarter for the movie he's directing. And one of it was, I'll say everything positive I have to say about the Snyder Cut. So listening to that episode, he preambled it with uh, the Suicide Squad review, and he said exactly what I said. No heart? He was expecting, like, and it's not fair. It's not a fair review. It's not. Mm -hmm. Like, you were prepared for the heart of, like there's so much heart and soul in Guardians mm-hmm. and Guardians 2 and it's just not there and but that's not the movie that's not the franchise it's not the thing but yeah. you're expecting you're expecting oh James Gunn that's going to be that's what this is going to be Oh uh, see uh, that's why that's why that's why I was able to enjoy it. I never even occurred to me that there was going to be heart Then I ruined it for you No nah, it's fine I'm back to normal now You told me I ruined it for you. You're like, now I fucking hate it. (laughs) Yeah, but then I forgot and I moved on. I didn't hate it. I liked it, but I was just like, meh. And I I guess I had, I had two. I had set my expectations too high, Squeezer. Uh, I wouldn't say high, just differently. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue to tell us. I was expecting a silly, violent freak show. Continue to tell us more about friends. Oh, so I guess uh, early on in the first season, uh, David Schwimmer and uh, Jennifer Aniston actually had like a thing for each other. But at both times, they were in a relationship like back and forth. So they could never get together. So they used that to play their energy off each other and and made it feel even more real because there was that tension. I'm just telling you things Mrs. Squeezer is telling me ecstatically preparing me for this show. 
She was a big fan. Oh, yeah? Still is. Hmm. Probably watching it right now. Oh. Um, I, if, look, I never, I, it never really upset me. There, there are some good moments. Yeah, I like the monkey. Uh, I like the fact that Ross is a paleontologist because, you know, I think we need more shows about paleontologists. Any Darth Vader now? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that. That's a million dollar gag right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. Oh, sometimes I just crack myself up. <laughs> uh no, look, it ran for ten seasons. It was it, it, I don't know. I there's not much more I can say about Friends other than that. Paul I Rudd know... was in it. I don't know what he did in it, but I knew he was in it. He was there. Yeah. Uh, every, everyone had it. It was like almost like Law and Order, just not as dark. Mm. Like every everyone had a a bit part. Here I'm or sure there. it was like, good. I just didn't like. Well, the... even even Favreau, even Favreau had a cameo in it. He was mm. in. He had like a six season or a six episode uh, arc. Arc. Yeah, I never. I just I watched the first episode and I was like, "This isn't funny," and I just never gave it any any due justice. So I can't say <clears throat> whether it's good or not. It's just fun to make fun of it. Uh, it's kind of like here. Here's the way I think of it. You know, where um, that that stretch of the office towards the end where it was all about Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. That's what Friends was, but for ten seasons. Mm, but I like that at the end because it was. About Jim and Pam, but there's so much Dwight. They were doing Dwight just for... Well, yeah, but there is no... Imagine there's no Dwight. Mm, okay, yeah. Yep. So I'm it's out. just Jim and Pam. Yep. And it's supposed to be cute, and you want them to all get together, and then they do, and uh, just, you know, it's... So, I don't know. I think the apartment being uh, that size and them to be able to afford to live in there is more realistic than... Six friends staying together for 10 years and all having healthy relationships at the end. I think what made The Office so uh, like believable and enjoyable is because like, you could see yourself in that office. You knew – we have a Dwight. We have a Michael. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Jim and a Pam sometimes. Like, yeah. And it's be- – I, I, don't, I don't know – Six beautiful people or one beautiful person. Well, that, and, and, and I'm not six. disparaging the cast of – of the office, but there's like two or three beautiful, five, four, I mean, like four or five beautiful people in the show out of like 13 people. Like they're all beautiful. They're right all man. beautiful. But I mean, like, 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 fuck, man. It's like six white people who were like at a casting call, clearly, who look very similar. Like all the males have the same color hair, look very similar. That's a good point. Yeah. Like they I see it now. They're all it's like fucking like I don't know. But the office has a cast of, of characters of ages too. Like Phyllis and Creed and Oscar and fucking like there's some of the Stanley are some of the best best and Dwight 
is not meant to be like a heartthrob, but you love fucking Dwight. But he's not all. He's also not Urkel. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's. No, I know what you mean. He's they're, an alpha. They're real. Yeah. Like in in no sense does Dwight ever think he's the or, or, or is ever the brunt of the, the butt of the joke. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're real. Yeah, exactly. Same with Michael, the leading man. No, he's very real. He's very real. Even Jim is is flawed in a in a way that they do really well. I mean, there could you imagine like your boss just with like something blaring out of their office all day while he's not even there? <laughs> that fucking peacock, man. Speaking of office, what the fuck? I'm just walking down the hall and I just hear. <laughs> I walk in at. at Nine o'clock in the morning, I walk in and I just hear Jerry Lawler going, "Oh, Mister Perfect! Oh, oh, Yoko's it fucking WrestleMania 10's blaring." It's, out it, of was, your it was not WrestleMania 10. It was the first wrestling superstars after WrestleMania 10. Squeeze. Oh, so it was a recap of. <laughs> yes. Okay. And that happens to Enchantress all the time. If I go to sleep watching Peacock, like she'll have to like work for like three hours in the morning, like listening to wrestling blare out of my office till i wake up and turn it i mean i didn't i didn't stop it well you can't because the computer is locked but it still plays it does it here too it's fucking yeah well i'm sure i probably could have unplugged your speakers or something but it was a good working environment in the office i'm like oh this is nice it's better than having like some kind of music down here or you know some I didn't even notice it when I came in and we like I was in for like a minute and we left right for the meetings. So I didn't even notice to stop it. We we were it, it played like three times over too, like the, the same episode. Yeah, it keeps playing kept, the same like, one, yeah. At, at, at random. And then uh we, we figured that it's like, is he watching this somewhere? I'm like, Well, he's in a meeting. <laughs> and the munchie's like, Yeah, is he watching it at the meeting? He probably oh, just has his phone in his lap watching. I would love to be doing that over being in the meeting. Uh, we too. Yeah. Uh, so, got- yeah. As much as you hate friends, imagine how much more you would have hated friends if uh, they would have stolen John Favreau from you. Yeah, that's true. All right. Here is my second pick from March fifth, nineteen ninety four. It's a Saturday night. Fluffy, Uranus. Where the hell is my coffee? Doesn't anyone care that I have a Oh, (laughs) I didn't realize you guys were here already. You're the ones who decided to give him his own show. Duckman, Saturday nights at 10.30, 9.30 Central on USA. Weird Science, Saturday nights at 10 on USA. Ah, this comedy block meant so much to me this is like we we constantly talk about like feeling like we're an adult watching television like growing up from like watching kids cartoons on saturday morning to uh to something that we feel is ours you know when you finally have Mm -hmm. your own television your room even though it's like a 13 inch tiny little tv like i watched so much shit and played fucking 90 95 hours of fucking zelda 64 on that television well, in 1994, USA Network debuted a comedy block uh, that it kind of immediately followed SNCC at 10 and 
that featured Weird Science, a television show based on the, the movie, and Duckman. And I don't know. Did you ever watch any of these shows? Oh, yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. I remember I was so excited for the premiere of both because I was a huge fan of the Weird Science movie. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I was very, very fucking into it. And I And my mom let me order my own pizza. It was the first time I ever had Domino's deep dish pizza. I was just like on cloud nine. I, w- I was watching in my room. I had my own pizza. Complete adulting. Sunny D in my room. Uh, it aired from uh, 94 to 97. This actually had a, a good run. And uh, was the adventures of Gary and Wyatt um, who used their computer to create the perfect woman who was played by Vanessa Angel. That fucking, you know, that helped. She was, I think, right off her role in... Um, what was that bowling movie she was in? Kingpin. And she's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, they say they saw in a John Hughes movie, so it references itself. Um, and Lee Turgeson replaces Bill Paxson as Chester Chet Donnelly, but does a pretty good job of it. Like it's it's great. And the show is so fucking good. It's the same Oingo Boingo, Danny Elfman, Weird Science song used in the the show. Um, it was a great lead-in for a kid. I mean, just watching Vanessa Angel, like, not to be a pervert, but she was walking around in nothing for every night for, like, every episode. So five seasons, 88 yeah. episodes. Like there was a reason why a twelve year old Ryan <laughs> loved the show. It was also funny and, and adultly weird. That uh, ran for five years, five eight, seasons, eighty eight episodes, yeah, and almost on a hundred oh. episodes. Now, uh, Duckman was another one that was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, this show was was popular. Um. It came on, it followed Weird Science on Saturday nights, and it starred Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. And probably the reason why I was like into this, because I'm like, oh, Jason Seinfeld. Or Jason Alexander, or George from Seinfeld is doing a show. <clears throat> it aired till 1997, had 70 episodes, four seasons, and was very adult, very dark. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going already. I shouldn't have done all those bad uh, um, impressions at the beginning of the show. Well, uh, serves you right. Serves me right. Uh, I was. I, hold on, let me take a swig of beer here. Taking a swig with the radiators. <clears throat> I was very into, uh, uh, like this being my block of television and very adult. And of course, I wanted my door locked and to be left alone. <laughs> oh, okay. What? Don't insinuate anything, I, Squeezer. Understand. I don't know if you could watch a show with Mrs. Squeezer because Tim Curry is in it place the bad guy oh yeah Duckman. yeah great show really funny i suggest finding both of these and watching them if you can big 1994 television moment is, is duckman anywhere in particular duckman is not streaming anywhere but it is i believe still on youtube let me double check that for everybody 
God damn it. Let me double check here. Duckman. Check in with the rad years. Duckman are on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's an entire uh, eight hour rip. It should be on Peacock because it was a, a USA show. So you'd think it'd be on Peacock, but. Unless it was not. If they don't hold the rights to it. Like, how does this in critic just end? I'm not complaining. So just a little from the chat, um, Matt said Al Jean was on Kevin Pollack's chat show a few years ago and mentioned the critic was doing all right on Fox, but behind the stuff, behind the scenes stuff helped end the series. Joe claims Joey was Dwight, Chandler was Michael Scott. If we're trying to compare, and no, they weren't because Joey was very handsome and g- women loved him. Well, I guess women love Dwight too, so it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyone could be Dwight. We'll see. Time will tell. Squeezer, your next television pick. Oh. I did it. Why would you do that? Sorry. Well, I guess I should pay my share. Oh, relax, Relax, Homer. I keep telling you, you're my guest. Ooh, you brought me a nacho hat. Thanks, Ned. Nacho, nacho man. I want to be a nacho man. Four, no, no, keep going. Four, four, right there. Let her go. Okay, let's go boating. <laughs> How are my boys doing, Homer? They're fine. Today, <laughs> I hope the children enjoy my special fruit punch. We got the recipe from the fruit punch advisory board. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Our boys don't eat sugar. Why would the advisory board give us bad advice? No sugar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here enters the darkest days of Squeezer's okay. youth. okay. There's no sugar in pixie sticks. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> Don't hug it all, smelly head. Go to hell, zit face. Give me give me that stomach ache? I think so. Tummy stick. Go to hell, zip zip face. Um, this was the beginning of the end for quite some time for Squeezer and The Simpsons. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes, uh, maybe top ten. Uh, Homer loves Flanders. Uh, if it is strictly for the Nacho Man song, like that, I sang in perpetuity throughout the universe, like constantly. Uh, and it's something I was always jealous of. Like, one day I will get there. That I can have my own nacho hat with scalding hot cheese in the top. Mm. Um, it is such a great episode. They got the uh, the T- T-1000 references in there. There's a whole sequence. Uh, Homer using his putters. Oh, to, uh, to clamp onto those claws, yeah. chasing after the car, and he came out of the bush, and that was that famous gif that him coming it, out of the bush, right? Yeah, wow. it's a huge meme. It, it was, it was huge. Yeah, and they actually, I didn't know because this is later in the like recent seasons, but they play up on that uh, a couple times, referencing mm-hmm. referencing it as a gif and as uh, 
Bart at one point is like, oh, I've seen my dad do this, and he kind of does it too. Um, yeah, that became it just... <laughs> it's funny. It's so well done. The parody, the homage it pays to it, it's almost shot for shot. And you can make... You could do a parody of Terminator and try to make it funny, but the way they do it, Homer just coming through the shrubbery is just so... It's very early... I want to say early Simpsons. That This is the beginning of that greatness, I would say. You say it's like season five is where it really starts to kick in? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think three, but yeah, five is where it's well, strides. I mean, yeah, they had some good ones. But I, it I, kicks I, I in three, like, but it hits its stride in five, you could say. Five, six, seven... To eleven, are, it's one to eleven. To as 11. everyone says, it's what's yeah, watchable. Yeah, six, six, seven, eight, nine are my favorite seasons. Eight might be my favorite. Um, but uh, all good things do come to an end. That's a uh, reference to uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation that ended in this year as well. I did not pick it because seven. I think I might have done it once before. Seventh season with King um, Size Homer. That's the best season. Uh, and. Uh, Oh, we can do that and just go and look at Simpson seasons and compare. Uh, well, okay. I didn't. Season seven is who starts with who shot Mister Burns Part joking, Two. But you know, we're gonna go. Radioactive Man, <laughs> Home Sweet, Home Diddly Dumb Diddly, where uh, they're being neglected parents. Bart mm-hmm. sells his soul. Lisa the Vegetarian, Treehouse of Horror uh, Six, which was Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. And a nightmare on Elm Street movie featuring groundskeeper Willie, and then Homer in 3D, King Size Homer, Mother Simpson, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, where he's trying to uh, hide in a duff blimp, The Simpsons 138th mm-hmm. episode spectacular, where they're making fun of like their hundredth episode, which was in 1994. Uh, Marge Be Not Proud, where Bard shoplifts the video game, the Christmas one. Team Homer, the bowling one. Two bad neighbors with neighbors with George Bush. Scenes from a class struggle in Springfield, where Marge gets the Chanel suit and keeps cutting it up. Mm-hmm. Bart the Fink, with he gets crusty busted by the IRS. Lisa the Iconoclast, with Jebediah Springfield, had a silver tongue. Homer the Smithers. That's a great one. The Day the Violence Died. A Fish Called Selma, which might be one of the greatest episodes next to uh, King Size Homer. Bart on the Road, where they drive to fucking Knoxville, Tennessee. 22 short films about Springfield. Squeezer, come on. Yeah, this is the best season of... I think this is the best season of TV ever. Yes. Raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson, The Curse of the Flying Hellfish. Much a poo about nothing. Proposition 24. Yes, on 24. <laughs> yes. I am a... F- How did the Mets baseball team do last night? <laughs> Homer Palooza. <laughs> Come on. And then what is one of my favorite episodes and one of my favorite sequences in television? Summer of 4 foot 12 when Homer buys fucking fireworks. Bucks of condoms, panty liners, (laughs) buys the liquor, the cologne, and Marge is like, "Homer, I don't know what you're planning tonight, but count me out." 
illegal fireworks. No, sir, we do not sell the legal fireworks. Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's clearly that's that's the best season. I when you go through it episode by episode, because I always knew there were good ones in those like four or five years, that are just absolute gold. Yeah, but um, the best season with the best episodes this is, is seven. Consistently, the best episodes. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I I would argue King Size Homer is the best episode. Best episode ever. of Simpsons ever, yeah. Um, and my my favorite episode is, is uh, Homer's Enemy, Frank Grimes, at season eight. But other than that, if you just damn, good shit, go back and watch, kids. Yeah, it's Disney solid. Plus yeah. is good for something. Here is, are you done? I didn't. Uh, oh no. Well, I can rehash real quick uh that sequence with rod and todd fighting oh yes if you're not paying attention to the show and seeing what happened and you just see two kids calling each other names and fighting with each other and you go oh i've heard at a pta meeting that this is bad for my children because now they're going to imitate this and mom shuts the tv off and says you are not watching this show anymore Pull the plug on The Simpsons. Ah, and it's funny. Season 7, the one we're talking about, was one year later, 1995. Ah, damn. Yeah, she. Uh, I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons after that. And it lasted for like a whole week. Because hmm. um, then next week I just turned it on and watched The Simpsons no, this again. Was, this was she finally the anything. year I was allowed to watch The Simpsons because Catholic school like gave up on it. So... Finally allowed to watch. By then, by then, it was too good of a show to argue that it's a bad influence on you. Right. Oh, sorry. They're holding a mirror up to society, and most of us are just piles of crap, and you don't like to hear about it. Right. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Shall we move on? Should we shall? We are getting late. Not quite live, but ready for prime time from Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida. It's all that. Talking all that, which premiered on SNCC on April 16th, 1994. Another show that made me feel like I was older than I was, if that makes sense, Squeezer. Hmm. Like, it was like a sketch comedy show, because we'd always watch with my aunts, SNL, and I loved it. I loved it. But this was like, oh, this was made for me. This is my sketch comedy show. It Mm was... uh, Angelica Bates, Lori Beth Denberg, Katrina Johnson, Keenan and Cal, Alyssa Reyes, and Josh Server were the stars of the show. And and Fillmore TLC were the were the guests and hosts on um episode one season when they were doing a very much uh 
uh, I don't know. It was kind of SNL, but Phil Moore was the host of Nick Arcade. So that's kind of why they had him on all that. Nick Arcade. <laughs> You'd always do that, you know? <laughs> uh, funny sketches. Um, Lucky Cheese, a group of kids stand in line outside Lucky Cheese, a popular pizza parlor, but to enter, they must get past the tough-talking bouncer, which is played by Katrina. The kids aren't intimidated until the bouncer drags a man twice her size out of the restaurant by his ear. Nickelodeon actor Phil Moore attempts to use his celebrity status to cut the line, but the bouncer is less than starstruck and repeatedly assaults him until he follows the rules. Fake violence, always funny. Then Steve Urkel's showdown was great. Two different kids, Angelica, uh, Angelique and Kel, claim to be Steve Urkel to compete to prove that they are the true Family Matters character by screaming out catchphrases from the program. <laughs> well, let me see if I can find that. That's too good to not air on this, though. All that. Oh, it's not even on here. It was so funny. They're like, did I do that? Anybody got any cheese? It was fucking hysterical. Do, do you? Uh, I always have cheese squeezer. Mm. Um, they did a bunch of like Annie today. Nah, 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 tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, uh, Keenan and Cal introduced uh, as Mavis and Clavis, uh, TLC, who does a few songs. Um, but like it was funny as a kid, it was fucking hysterical. And you're like, this is amazing. Like you're just looking for things to laugh at as a kid. And are you kidding? A fucking, uh, sketch comedy show. I mean, Keenan Thompson is a goddamn legend by now on SNL with ending with his own show, Keenan. But he started way back in 1994 here and all that on Nickelodeon. So to me, that was important. I remember watching this pilot and just being really excited for all that. Shall we move on, Mr. Squeezer? Uh, we can. Uh, just a heads up, this, uh, there may be some disturbing content in this next clip. Our whole show uh, is disturbing so, but, content. I mean, hell, it was all over the damn news anyway because they couldn't get enough of it. So, yeah. What happened? Oh, come on. Uh, all right, look. Look, as a kid, uh, that that why, why, you would do that just because you're an awful child, and you would do that. And now I'm like, oh, now I think back, I'm like, her entire, like, first of all, it had to have been the most pain in the world because it just had her knees shattered. Um, But, like, you just, your entire career at the you know, swing for of a stick why me? behind a blue curtain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. I was I was walking around fucking middle school. Why you know, me? Re- why me with the rest of us assholes? You know, just kicking each other in the back of the leg. I don't need. Did she even say why me? 
Uh, I don't think so. Why me? Just why? But why? we always said why me. That was like the joke. Yeah, I, I think so. yeah. It must have been parodied on some show that we watch. Why me? And that's and we took it from yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, we're talking about the uh, Nancy Kerrigan uh, attack. The not and uh, not even that. It's because it's not the attack per se, but the media storm and the rating sensation that followed. Um, this was a monster, and this was, I don't want to say this was, this was early on, this was in the, like, the pre-teen years of, uh, would you say, like, smut, uh, uh, uh tabloid TV. <clears throat> like, it, it was around forever, but it, it really, like, the Gulf War and OJ were, like, the two big, like, gave birth to a whole new kind of TV. And this just piggybacked right off. It was the next big scandal. Yeah. And this uh, was on, what's that fucking show on TMZ? The yeah. 30 mile zone in Hollywood before yeah, it was. So this is, this is, is that what it stands for? Yeah. I uh. think, TMZ stands for 30 miles on in Hollywood. No idea what that meant. Um, so, yeah, uh, Nancy Kerrigan gets attacked by yeah, the uh, studio zone. some weirdo. Uh, that it was, 30 miles on wasn't a thing made up by TMZ. Everyone knows that the studio zone is the 30 mile zone squeezer. Mm. They just gotcha. made it their own thing. Gotcha. Um, so... <coughs> Tanya Harding, who is a, who in her own right was uh, a standout figure skater, like that's that's the problem. Like she gets like shit on for coming in like eighth place at the Olympics. She won nationals. She was the first American to land a triple twisty thingy, and all like she was amongst the best. But uh, her mom's piece of crap. And the people she hung out with were absolute garbage. Uh, and do you remember the name Jeff Gillooly? Nope. Oh, really? That was I... like every late night show. Like It was just fun to say, so they would just say I it. remember Butchos, Butchos, Golly. Hmm. Uh, Butchos, Butchos, Golly. Uh, uh, Jeff Gillooly now goes by... So after all these guys went to jail, they all changed their names out of jail. So Jeff Stone, that's his name, fucker. Hmm. Um, and uh, some real big fat guy that he was friends with, uh, Sean Eckert, he, he passed away. Uh, and then uh, Shane Stant, he's the guy that um, actually swung the baton and, and no, hit Miss Kerrigan. Uh, when he was faced with my lights are flickering. Do I need to worry about this? I hope not. We got a show to finish. Yeah. If uh, hmm. well, hurry up. All right. Uh, so he he pleaded with the court because when he found out that if he's convicted, he wouldn't be allowed to join the Navy SEALs. So he said, "Oh, I can't. Okay, I did it." Because you know, then of course they'll let him in the Navy SEALs. Uh. Eventually, uh, Tanya Harding admits that she knew about it, but not before the attack. She found out after the attack, and then she got charged with uh, obstruction of justice. Not fun things. 
what came really came about this was not only was that video all over uh, the news and they were eating it up because, oh, my God, people are going to watch our news broadcast now because we can show this horrific video and we can take advantage of this poor girl. The people at the Olympics Committee were not that upset. Lilyhammer is still the highest rated Olympics of all time. Right, cause because everyone wanted to watch fucking uh Tony Harding and um Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. So th- the beauty of this was the attack happened right before the Olympics. Right. Like th- this time frame is so tight. Like it was like the attack was planned for December. It didn't work out. So then they pulled it off in uh January. Like January sixth, the Olympics were in February, and she managed to in that time rehab, get back in the skating shape and compete. Meanwhile, the trial is going on and the hearings are going on, the investigations going on. Tanya Harding gets banned, then she sues the ban, then they allow her back in. So now they're going to compete with each other, and it's ratings gold yeah i mean uh, it's not like i watch and make believe i was in a relationship with tony harding and matt was in a relationship with nancy kerrigan we use our wrestling bed buddies as them and we pretend to ice skate with them on uh uh ice that developed over snow in the winter of that summer uh, winter <laughs> it took steroids as tic tacs see you said that too fast i'm just saying it's not like that happened like what happened like what I just said happened. Move on. I, I heard what you said. Now, who whose wrestling buddy were you? you so you had a Hulkster. Who was Hulkster? Was Hulkster, Hulkster was Tonya Harding. Oh. Don't diminish her. Blonde hair squeezer. Come on. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and then uh, Macho I, Man? I forget who Matt used as Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> I don't know if he had a true uh, double. He ultimate, ultimate Warrior. I would hope. I would hope. Same cup oh, size. Got uh, um, so now the Olympics come end of February, February 23rd, and uh, they average a 48.5. Jesus Christ, it's the seventh highest rated show in the history of TV. Um, two days later, they get a 44.1, the highest rated sporting event in television. And those two telecasts combined over 70 million people, 204 million unique viewers watching that broadcast. It's funny. Does anyone watch the Olympics anymore? No. I Honestly, it was on, and it came and it went, and I watched a little bit of archery, and that was it. I Oh, I, I watched a little bit of wrestling. I watched some wrestling and a little bit of archery, and that's pretty much where I end. Winter Olympics, I'll watch some snowboarding, and uh, I'll watch a shit ton of curling. Why do I want to watch Olympic hockey? I can watch hockey basically year-round, or I get paid to watch hockey. Yeah. When I don't get to watch – if curling was on year-round, I'd probably watch curling year-round. I like watching sports that I like to say I think I could probably do. Um. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. I thought it had more than that. It's only, it's got, it broke a record. It's got 21 million views. That's jeez. 
there's so much out there. It's hard. The, the, it's so segmented. There's more people, but less eyes on one thing. Know what I mean, Vern? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it was a... Uh, this was a TV... This was the biggest thing in TV in 94. Numbers-wise. All right. It was a monster. And my mom... And again, like I'm sure, was your mom all wrapped up in it too? Oh like my the God, yes! Drama of it. It's like it's like that was her her friend Nancy. Everyone loved Nancy. Yeah, I love Tonya. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised I didn't, cause you know me, I like a good heel. So he's a fucking heel. Uh, should we move on? Oh, and oh, and oh, did you love Tanya because she danced to Jurassic Park? I did not know that. Did she? Yeah, that was her. If you can look it up in her one performance, her theme music, and it's the one where her 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 uh, her lace breaks on her skate, mm. and and she's like struggling to get out there, and finally she gets out, and she can't pull off all her moves, and she's like crying. It's like my skate fell apart. Meanwhile, there's like no sympathy from everyone because like uh, you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. This is what we call comeuppance. You're the fucking heel. Heel. God damn. What the fuck you doing, motherfucker? Oh, and then she did, uh, she went on to do celebrity boxing and Nancy, and, uh, Nancy Kerrigan did Dancing with the Stars. So. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. all right. We should move on to my last pick, right? Did oh, you go first? A, I'm sorry, not my first. last one. Second last one. We gotta, we gotta yeah. get going. Oh, sorry. Friday on the night bed, a star is born. Here, live. It's Arsenio's Flavor of the Future Talent Contest Finals. Out of thousands of entries, we'll show you the best of the best. And these chosen few will perform their acts live on Arsenio stage, while a panel of national radio DJs decides who wins. Will it be a singer, a stand-up, a ventriloquist? Watch and see who gets their shot at the big time. It's the Flavor Finals, Friday on the Night Thing. Do the Night Thing with Arsenio, tonight at 11.30 on Channel 9. Uh, I love the Arsenio Hall show. It ran from January 3rd, 1989 till the last episode, May 27th, 1994. Uh, he had a revival in 2013, uh, but it was canceled after one season in 2014, which sucks because I like the Arsenio show. I like Arsenio. It's a funny guy. He was always just fun. Yeah, it was a fun show. He always had fun. He had fucking Jason on. Jason from Friday the 13th. And he and Jason didn't talk, but he had a conversation with him. And he had fucking... Yeah. Ma- the reason why I got into it is because he always had wrestlers on in character. Macho Man Randy Savage. Arsenio, yeah! What are they doing with the whoop whoop? It gets me on edge. I don't like it. Yeah! <laughs> well, that's, that's a smart move, too. Who wants to talk to... To, uh... Yeah. Yeah, he had Jim Henson on twelve days before he died, and he had Muppets with him. He had Hulk Hogan pissing everyone off by denying using steroids. He always had WWF guys: Rick Rude, Bobby Heenan, Roddy Piper, Bad News Brown, Boss Man Akeem, Slick, Ultimate Warrior. Let me tell you something, Arsenio. 
for all the ultimate maniacs across the universe and on the plane of existence, which we gain our great powers from the ancestors of warriors long before I came on this universal plane. I tell you I'm very excited to be on the night show. That was off the cuff, Squeezer. <laughs> Um, he had Bill Clinton playing the saxophone, Heartbreak Hotel on his show. I, and a lot of people said that won him uh, the election. They said it's an important moment in his political career, building uh, popularity among minority and young voters, winning the election just a few months later in November of 92. You there? Yeah. Oh, I was sorry. I was nodding. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I love Arsenio. I remember watching his last show. Me and my dad. Oh, Arsenio in the night. You want to watch? Uh, okay, dad. It was on a um, a Friday night, May 27th. We watched it because it, it was on, uh, I think, Fox after. Like Friday night, we watched like, me Rescue. He wanted to watch Rescue 911. Or we watched the Phillies and uh, the Rescue. Arsenio is on. Let's go check out see what he has tonight. Maybe he wants to be on. All right, Squeezer, your last pick. This Saturday morning, Fox brings you a whole new world of excitement. It's action stations. They're bigger. Thunderbirds are go. They're better. We have our first emergency call. They're like nothing you've ever seen before. Fireflash, lift port wing. Thunderbirds are go. Wow. And everyone's going to be talking about them. If only I knew their secrets. So don't miss the television event of the summer. Tell them we're on our way. Saturdays at 8.30 on Fox 39. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Unless you've seen it 30 years earlier. Mm, I remember this debuting and not giving a flying fuck about it or watching it at all. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I I gave it a, a, a look because... I was kind of excited because I already knew what it was because my grandfather had, you know, he would, I would watch old shit with him all the time and he had, like, tapes like because they would have this the tapes that you could buy or rent or America know. World Police that that uh, South Park creators made. It was all based on this, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, America, fuck yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's a originally a British show uh, that ran in the '60s. Um, that's uh, puppet. Well, not not so much puppets. Uh, super. They call it super marionation. Mm. Um, oh no! Are we gonna get a is, big explanation? Okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna go full technical, but they're just really fancy, uh, expensive puppets. Okay. Um, and. Rather than try to draw a cartoon or live action something, you use puppets because kids don't find puppets creepy at all. Didn't they do a few um, shows with them, like with puppets, like from the same company? Yeah, yeah, they had a couple different, uh, couple different versions. I, I think uh, Thunderbirds is the biggest uh, out of all of them, mm-hmm. uh, and. So they were a, a rescue team, and they had like uh, the spaceship and the the jet and the submarine and the 
truck and the, you know because you never know when someone needed a rescuing and there was the, the old man the dad and he had all his sons and there was like a miss money penny ripoff that you know and she would uh i don't i don't know what she did but yeah they all and then there's it was all about the sequence and the action and it was a 40 it was an hour-long show they were like 45 minute episodes mm-hmm. um <clears throat> When they got the rights to air it in America, they also got the rights to edit it down. Mm. So what they did was they took a 45-minute episode and cut it down into a 20-minute episode uh, for the youngins because it, it's not about character development and, um, you know... Yeah, character development. Who cares? No, it's about the action sequences. Let's get right to the the flying stuff. Um, so they basically chopped episodes in half and repackaged them to air uh, for uh, Fox Kids on Saturday mornings. And eventually, uh, UPN <clears throat> uh, picked them up as well, uh, which, which were called the uh, turbocharged Thunderbirds, where they mixed in two live action kids and with it without that just got weird because you know creepy puppets weren't enough and the idea was they wanted to sell use it go back use that 80s technique let's put the show on and we can sell more toys because Tycho Mm. was working on a deal for uh, Thunderbirds toys Mm -hmm. Uh, and there was going to be a movie Uh, that toy line pretty much fell apart there's a, a few things out there. The movie never happened. And within like a month, this pretty much got pulled or belittled down to nothing in the rotation because um, their hopes of capturing the... For some reason, something happened at the time uh, in in Britain. I guess it's something to do with just uh, too many fish and chips. They had tummy aches, so kids were sticking it around at home. And uh, watching too much TV, and they needed something new, so they just brought back old Thunderbird shows. Apparently, this was a big hit, re-airing again in uh, England and like Australia. And they're like, "Oh well, if it's big in Indi- in England and Australia, American kids are gonna love it." <laughs> nope. No. Nope. <clears throat> we did not give a fuck. Um. And yeah, it kind of fell flat and moved on. I thought it was cool for a, a little bit of time. It was almost like, like I never watched this. You, you liked of it. it. I gave it a chance just because it was different. Hmm. Um, I'm not gonna say I I went and like oh it's the greatest show ever, man. Because I'm I come off like some asshole hipster with an IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I like IPAs, but the asshole hipsters ruined it for me. Um. Much like you ruined uh, Suicide Squad. Sorry. No, it's okay. All right. Should we move on? Uh, sure. All right. Here's my last pick. I'm going to go quick because I talked about this a lot. <laughs> wakey, wakey. Did you know that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? That's why the folks at the new FX network invented the show Breakfast Time. Oh, yeah. Live remotes from around the country. The latest in health and nutrition. Just a lot of wonderful little tidbits to get your day started out just right. Boy, no toast. 
This was FX, launched in June 1st of 1994. And my dad was like checking it because he was a cable engineer and he wanted to make sure. And one of the shows that aired on it was the old 66 Batman show, Squeezer. So I was like, oh, I like this channel. I'm going to watch it. It was based around uh, live programming, which they called the first interactive um, or the first live cable channel. And the FX apartment broadcasted uh, a, uh, a bunch of shows from the like live that you could watch every day. And um, I watched one of the shows that I, I mainly got in the pop music was sound effects that aired at night was a music video show because I wasn't watching um, I wasn't watching a uh, a uh, an MTV at the time. But then there was Under Scrutiny, which was a new show. The Pet Department, which is a pet show. Personal Effects, which I like, which collectibles and antiques. And then they had a uh, a morning show, a breakfast show um, that Tom Bergeron hosted. And I, I like it was called Breakfast Time. And I always like, would joke that I was going to – well, not joke. I was serious that I was going to get like that Gatorade caffeine drink that I talked about on the show and like wake up early to catch Breakfast Time in the summer because I thought I was a fucking adult. <laughs> like, oh, this is like an adult thing to do to watch your morning live show. Um, I mainly watched it for the replays and especially because they played uh, Green Hornet, Batman, and and most specifically uh, in Living Color at night. And I would watch in Living mm-hmm. Color every single night in that summer. But yes, 1994, June of 1994, FX launches, Catch My Heart. And that's it. That's all we got, Squeeze. Oh. That's the that show. Like towards the end. That's we television, 1994. Remember to subscribe and um, hit the bell or whatever the fuck you do on YouTube for us. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us. and uh, Or just email us at rk at radiers.com or squeezer at radiers.com and tell us to go fuck ourselves. Right, Squeeze? Yeah, yeah uh, literally. Yeah, just tell it that. Just that. Next else. next week, we're still in September, and we are talking more things 1994. It's movies of 1994, our favorite movies that we watched in 1994. Not movies that are from 1994. I want to talk movie squeezer that we watched, that came out, and what we watched in 94. Oh, you're just trying to find a loophole so we can squeeze some more Matt Damon in since he didn't make a movie <laughs> in 1994. Maybe. But how would we have watched something in 94? Because he made something like 89, and then that was it for a bit. Uh, no, it has to come out in 94, and we asked, we have to have had oh, watched oh, it I, in 94. Oh, I thought you said we watched it in 94. No, no, no. That's kind of a... No, it came out in 94, and we saw it in 94. Oh, okay. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Challenge there, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and next week, I guarantee it, I promise it, I will have our Halloween schedule rundown. Don't forget to check out Dinosaur Dracula Friday. He's launching his Halloween countdown. Matt is the fucking king of all nostalgia. He's launching his yearly Dinosaur Dracula Halloween countdown. He's been doing since XE Entertainment. It's going to be fucking awesome because it's something I look forward to every year. And um, that's all I got. Squeezer, you got anything? Nope. We'll see you next week. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Bye-bye.